This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Back for another Six Rings and Prospect Things podcast here, courtesy of WEEI and 2400 Sports and Odyssey. He is Chris Shimetime Shime. I am Andy Jumbo Hart. And we're moving on to what is my favorite position in some ways, even if it's no longer a favorite position of the National Football League, the running back position. Because as you scout these guys, as you read about their High school and college careers, you see a lot of production, especially in high school, some just stupid production, multiple (laughs) 2,000-yard seasons or 8,000-yard careers, whatever it may be. Uh, But we were just talking off-air, Shime, that in the National Football League, running backs are becoming more and more, unfortunately, sort of disposable players where teams will get them, beat the snot out of them, and maybe give you a franchise tag year on the back end of that rookie contract, and then for the most part, wish you well in your future endeavors because, you know, there's been just too many, I think, lessons and Ezekiel Elliott's probably the latest, but there's plenty of them where you probably regret second contracts and big contracts. So um, from that perspective, it's it's not as fun a position, but did you enjoy uh, watching some of these running backs and doing the research on some of these running backs? I love watching running backs. You and I talked about this last year too. Uh, and even the year before that, like this is my favorite position to watch on tape because they're the most fun, right? They constantly have the ball in their hand, the way they make guys miss the way they seek out contact sometimes is just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I know for you and I both loved watching like Javante Williams film when he came out, like that was a blast for us. Even Ramondre Stevenson film was a lot of fun. So it's like, you know, you find these guys, even if they're third, fourth, fifth round guys they're enjoyable to watch on film i I just think because of the nature of the position but you're right the nfl doesn't view them as essential they view them as commodities that are easy to come by and they can find a running back that'll get the job done in the fifth sixth fourth round or even undrafted a lot of the times and you're seeing that play out right now with austin eckler wanting a big contract and the chargers probably not going to give it to him and then saquon barkley i was shocked he even got the franchise tag um uh, it's it's a position right now, and I, I understand it from a philosophical team building point of view. I get it. It sucks because these guys are humans, and we, you know when you meet them and you talk to them, and they're they're in your building four years, and then you have to figure out if you want to just get rid of them or give them a contract. It's hard because you know who that guy is, you know what kind of person they are, and so um, it's it's a real kind of you know, double edged sword here right now with 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 running backs. Two quick asides. One, as you said that, it kind of popped into my head, and I don't know that you could ever make this work with the CBA and the way contracts are slotted or anything, but running backs should be paid more, maybe the most of any position, right out the gates. Because you see rookie, 1,000-yard type running backs, like great years. If there was ever a way, you should front load running back contracts. They should make more or have like more automatic built-in incentives where, yeah, the guy's contract says he only makes a million bucks this year, but 
if he's a thousand yard rusher tops, whatever gets double digit touchdowns, he makes another million and another yeah. million so that these running backs who are really good in year one, two, three, four could cash in when they know teams are not going to pay them in years five, six, seven, eight. But that's one quick aside. The other piggybacking on your, their athletes and sort of, they're so fun to watch. You wouldn't know anything about this probably, but lacrosse for the Olympics is going I to would know nothing sixes they've kind of invented a new sport a new version of lacrosse where it's less players on the field smaller field less specialization in subbing it's all on the fly it's kind of like basketball it's up and down the field and it puts a premium on all around lacrosse players and athletes I've always said I would love some weird football league where it was just like running backs linebackers tight ends and safeties because I think they're the most versatile guys on the field like a team of Debo Samuels yes it would be so much fun to watch those types of athletes have to play offense defense especially like the whole thing inter high school old school football but whatever I digress getting back to the running back position from a Patriots perspective not the biggest of need for New England you have Ramondre Stevenson who is maybe ready for his superstar true breakout year, even though he had a great year a year ago. You drafted Pierre Strong as a speed-based back last year. You drafted Kevin Harris as a big-thighed Quadzilla-type back last year. You still have Ty Montgomery, the veteran tweener, running back slash receiver, and you've added a guy that I actually think could end up being the steal of the Patriots' free agent period this offseason, James Robinson, who had couple really productive years early in his career for Jacksonville would be one of those guys that proved you can come right in and have an impact. So the Patriots have, I would argue, versatility, depth, options on the depth chart. So I think from a draft perspective, this is not a big need. They do have 11 picks, so I'll never rule out, you know, one basically. Well, I would, I would almost guarantee that they take one. But it won't be until that fourth to sixth round range. Right. And I, I predict it's a very specific style of running back, which we can get to. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't give it all in the first five minutes because then people will be like, oh, I got it all. I'm just going to leave. I don't have to listen nope, to the next 15. Never. That's why I said Jeez. that we'll get to. You know, I'm teasing it, Andy. Big market tease. Make them buy the damn cow. Because I know exactly the guy the Patriots should target in the draft. But – his name is not Bijan Robinson, the no, top I can assure you prospect that. in this uh, running back pool. Uh, Texas is 5'11", 215. He is one of those three-time 2,000-yard rushers in high school. And then he came into college and dominated again at Kick the college ass. level. Um, he's freaking awesome. And I know there's like this debate if you just do raw talent-based rankings of the prospects how high does he go is he he has to be a top five i would say the same if you made me say of every player 200 and whatever it is 80 players now Mm -hmm. at the whatever that are drafted on draft weekend a guy you feel most guaranteed will make a pro bowl will put up elite numbers at some point in his career john robinson absolutely like i tell me i'm gonna challenge you early on tell me what he can't do uh, so the one thing that about his game, and this is a quibble, is I don't think he has like the runaway speed that some of the other guys in this class have. Like he's fast. Don't get me wrong. The guy runs a four four six forty. The guy can motor, but four, it four. feels like in open field he gets caught a lot. And I don't know if that's him looking over his shoulder too much, or that's him just protecting the ball and kind of changing gears in that way. Um, but it's, it it feels like sometimes in open field, he doesn't quite show that 40 speed. Okay. 
Kissing but that's the, literally like the only thing I could like pick at. Right. Uh, because he, I wrote total package. He's shifty. He's powerful. He can run you over. He can run around you. I would say if I were him, I would avoid the run over a little bit more often just to extend his career and yep. elongate that. Um, but I mean, you're talking about a guy. I, I just, I don't know what the downside is. I The only downside is that that debate that all these teams are going to go through, where's the value? Where's the value of the best running back in the class? Do I, how high do I go? What does it lead to? So here's what I think. And I think with a talented with talented running backs like Bijan Robinson, it makes sense to draft them in the first round because then you get that built-in fifth-year option. So you're not just getting them for the normal right. four-year contract. You get the fifth-year option, which is why I love the idea of drafting guys like Saquon, guys like Zeke, I like the idea of drafting running backs in the first round. I don't think it's a bad idea from a team building perspective, especially if that's a, uh, a position of need for you. I think it's a great idea and you get that fifth year extra. It's the second contract that then becomes an issue. And like I said, then, you know, he's been in your building now for five years and you know who he is. And if you love him, it's really hard to say, ah, I'm sorry, I can't give you a second contract and go draft a new one. Yeah. So I, I would draft him not in the top, whatever, 12 to 15, but, I think anything after that, yes, I would take him. And I think any team that has an offense, you have a pretty good offense, but you have some sort of a need at the running back position, you should just pounce. Whether you're like I the Buffalo agree. Bill. You know, remember when everybody got all icky balooky a couple of years ago when the Chiefs took Clyde Edwards or and thought he was going to be the perfect fit? And it didn't. It didn't work nope. out the way I think everybody. And Isaiah Pacheco is better. Right. Um, but if you're a team like you want to replace Dalvin Cook or you want to like what a, you have an offense, you have a quarterback. Or you're the Eagles and you want to replace Miles Sanders. Eagles, Bengals, like whoever you are yep. that you have a good offense, good passing game. I think the guy could be a star, a superstar, especially working in that environment where he's just asked to get in, contribute, take advantage of what's being set up by the passing game to some degree. So I absolutely think he should go in that range. I, I don't know where you expect he'll go. I haven't even seen the mocks lately where he's going. So uh, the highest mock I've actually seen him is Daniel Jeremiah had him 14 to the Patriots. Okay. And I've come to believe uh, from some people I've talked to and some things I've listened to. Mm. I believe that that was not necessarily a pick. DJ believes Bijan will go to the Patriots. It was more so a, I think somebody might jump up and grab him at 14. So right. I'm going to place him here. I just don't know which team will actually commit to it. It could okay. be a team like the Dallas Cowboys. Cause that's a move Jerry Jones would absolutely make. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Bijan should go anywhere from, I think the commanders pick at 16, correct? They're I after green so. Bay at 16, anywhere from 16 to 31 Bijan should go. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a a bunch of teams within that that could take him that would feel really good about taking him, adding him to their roster. I think that's the sweet spot for him. Okay. Yeah, we're a big fan of his, but, you know, he's probably not all that relevant to the Patriots unless it's in a trade opportunity for them. So next guy that I want to talk about, next guy on a lot of boards mm -hmm. is Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Yeah, got to be. I 5'9", 199, 436, which he is... He can fly. Uh, pretty damn fast not um eye-opening production in terms of you know 1500 yards There's a lot of these backs are 14 1500 yard type college backs even smaller guys we'll get yep. to my favorite guy later who uh I oh i think him. we have i think that i think we are on the same page that's and my patriot have, guy i think he may be tied to the ncaa tournament in a way yes he was yes okay yes but uh jameer gibbs we'll came from him. georgia tech to alabama transferred had 926 yards last year, over six yards uh, a carry. He had 103 catches over the last three years. 
kickoff return guy, has scored touchdowns in that role. Um, third team All-American as an all-purpose player. What do you envision Jameer Gibbs will be at the NFL level? Yeah, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a hot commodity because I think people are going to be like, a lot of teams that don't believe in drafting first-round running backs are going to use Jameer Gibbs as the perfect example of why not to. It's I don't need to draft Bijan when I can get Gibbs in the second or third round, who I think can be... Maybe not quite as good, but, you know, 75 to 85% of what Bijan would give you at least. And for them, that just works out better. To me, Jameer Gibbs is great. The kid can fly. I think he's awesome versatility-wise. He can catch passes. He's a good runner. Uh, I felt like at times I was watching a thinner, slightly faster version of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's um, been the comp that I've seen is the Kamara. But at other other times, I felt like I was watching TJ Yeldon. Um so when he struggles, like that's kind of the bottom. And I yep. think he falls somewhere in between there. Like Kamara's the ceiling. Yeldon's the floor. Yeldon had a couple years at in Jacksonville, but again, he was in Jacksonville. I think on a team, Jameer Gibbs is going to be a great secondary option. He's not going to be your three down back. He's not going to be your short yardage back, especially to start. Um, he's going to come in. He's going to play those passing downs. He's going to play uh, those space running downs, the draws pistol formation offenses, things of that nature. And I think he's going to have a lot of success. And this is where the league is going. You don't have to yep. be in a this lot is of the places. kind of guy it's going to be built yeah. around. I mean, Andy Reid has been on the forefront of it. Mike McDaniel, I think the all Eagles. these, the, yeah, this expansion of, well, you know, it's, I guess it's sort of the old theory, you know, basketball on grass, positionless football, like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put three, four, five weapons on the field. And I don't yeah. care whether you call them a running back, a tight end, an H back, a slot receiver, whatever. Um, and we're going to go to work. So I, I do think Jameer Gibbs has a role in the NFL. I agree. I don't know if he'll be a star. Like Alvin Kamara is a star. You're talking yeah, about yeah, a yeah. star that's central. Why I, not sure I see quite that. Yeah, that's why, like, for me, like, that's the ceiling, right? Like, if everything right. Ba breaks right for Jameer Gibbs, it's Alvin Kamara. But I think he falls more, like I said, somewhere in between Kamara and TJ Yeldon. And it's kind of like a he, – he might have, like, a good seven, eight, nine-year career, but he's never going to be an all-pro stud number one three-down back. And I think some of it will be um... – it's going to be beholden to the coach and the scheme and the, to use Bingo, him yeah. properly. Um, it's more so. of a nurture than a nature type thing. Oh, I like that. Well done. Thank well you. done. Look yes, at you. Thank you. Buffing up on your uh, scouting terms. Um, yep. I'll let you pick the next. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, yeah, I want to go to, uh, I'm actually going to skip one guy. I love, I love the uh, one guy, next guy on my board, but I want to go down to the fourth guy on my board because I think he's a lot of fun. Uh, well, let's talk about Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Mm -hmm. uh, six foot two, 14, four, five, three, 40. Uh, what was the first thing – who was the first person you thought of when you watched this tape? I'm curious. Um, if you if you could pick one pro comp like right now or even just a relatively recent guy because there was see, one that came to mind immediately for me. See, I, I'm swayed because I read a couple, and I hate it when I do that because now I have those in my head. Yep. Um, who do you want me to say? I'd rather you uh, say. So, so the, the first guy that came to mind was Ramondre Stevenson. Okay. The okay, way he runs – He's very methodical in the way that he runs. He has decent hands out of the backfield. Yep. He's not going to blow you away with speed or power, but yet still has an ability to make some guys miss. He's pretty good in short yardage situations. Uh, and I also think, too, when you look at the character side of things, we don't always get into this with these guys, but he was at Michigan and then left and went to UCLA to be closer to his disabled sister. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, people rave about him academically and his football IQ, which are always things – that you should look at as a football team. Cause I think those things matter. I uh, absolutely. And he would definitely be in my categorization, sort of like Jacoby Myers of 
you'll never regret having him on your football team. 100%. I don't know if he's going to ever rush for 1,200 yards for you or yep. do X, Y, Z statistically, but you will absolutely never regret that he's one of the 53 players in your locker room. Yeah, it felt like to me, uh, after watching them last year, he felt like he would fit perfectly in the Arthur Smith Atlanta Falcons offense, like in that Tyler Algier role where it's just like, I'm just a blue collar running back. I'm yep. probably going to have 950, maybe a thousand yards, but yep. I'm not going to be flashy. I'm not going to be like an all pro. I'm going to come in and do my job and people are going to like me in the building. And, but we, I don't want to sell him short. He yeah, did because he's good seven yards a carry. Like, yeah, the kid can play can football plays like absolutely can make plays. Um, and as you said, there, there's sort of a lot of periphery that you like with it. So yeah, I, I saw an AJ Dillon comp um, to okay. him. I get I that. Sort of see it. I'm not sure. Not quite as thick. There. Not quite. Yeah, as not, not quite the Quadzilla. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but no, I, I, I like Zach Charbonnet, and uh, he's definitely one of those guys you want to root for. Just sort yes. of watching him play, style and his personality, the whole things. Um, let's go. Let's go now to um, Devon A Chain. Yes, he's, uh, an interesting guy. Now, so we just came off a guy who's six foot two twenty or whatever in Charbonnet. Let's go back now to a. 5'9", 185 type guy in A-chain, 4'3", 240. It can fly. Absolutely can run. Um, Two-plus year contributor for Texas A&M, 1,100 yards last year, six and change for his career, can catch the ball. Um, I think he actually led the country in yards per carry in 2021. He's a sprinter for the A&M team. Not, sometimes we say sprinter because they sprinted in high school. He sprinted in college. He's yeah, a that's how good he is. Sprinter. Um, so I think he's a really interesting player as I think he's one of those guys you talk about, like you could take this guy sometime later on day two and then end up getting an absolute playmaker in the national. Yeah. Football yeah. The thing with a chain that's tough is this kid can fly and he is a sprinter, but he also runs like a sprinter, which isn't necessarily yep. good for football. Like he's very upright at times. It makes him a bigger target. He's not compact. He's not low to the ground. Like it's not what he does. He runs like he's a sprinter and that plays into why he runs at a four three two speed like right. going into the combine people knew this kid was going to be the fastest kid at the combine and he was easily one of the fastest people there uh i don't think coming out of the draft he's going to be a primary back right away i think he is going to be a change of pace back right uh and then he could evolve into one right like in a, in a lot of ways uh running backs nowadays will come into the league as those passing down long yard situation running backs uh they'll get opportunities and they'll grow and and i think uh a chain has the opportunity to grow but at least for right now i, I he at, at the very very least he can be drafted to a team to be a kick returner right like yeah, that's he's what gonna I be a special third down kick returner special yeah. teams guy at the least and at then the least. probably more than that as you evolve and kind of get more opportunities and make the most of them i will say he's not there's no fear in him he doesn't play small no. He, he plays physical. He doesn't run from contact. Um, so I, I actually like him as just a, an athlete in the maybe the third round if he falls that far. And as you said, a kick returner, even though, you know, who knows in the next few years where kick returns and the value of sort of the yeah. kicking game goes. Um, who you got next? What do you want now? Uh, the next guy we got to go to is Ty J Spears out of Tulane. I, it's not very often we talk about guys from Tulane. This kid, man, he's a Which, lot of fun. Of, they have sweet uniforms that I didn't know. Those like light blue, the light blue, yeah. Oh my! Beautiful. I thought I was. I got really confused because I started watching the tape, and I was. That was the first highlight. One of the first highlights I saw was that jersey. I was like, wait a minute, am I watching UNC? And then I heard the play-by-play guy go say Ty J Spears with the carry. Oh. And I'm like, wait a minute, those are sweet uniforms. Uh, they are nice. 
Uh, I don't love the green wave as a mascot personally, yeah, but not great. But regardless, Ty J Spears is awesome. 5'10", 201, a 440 flat speed. Uh, this kid is so much fun to watch. Insane uh, twitchiness. He's so quick. He has the ability to make big plays. When I was watching him, it felt like I was watching Tony Pollard at times. That's kind of the vibe I get from him. Uh, and I think he can kind of be that, right? He can find a way onto a team with uh, an Ezekiel Elliott and then work his way into being a big play explosive back that the nerds are all going to yell and scream for you to play more. And eventually he'll get that. And I think he showed some versatility in his ability to catch passes. Uh, I would love, I, I if if the Patriots went after a running back, this would be one of the guys I would I would like to see them take. It's funny you made that that comparison because I I wrote down he's better as a receiver and probably will be his initial role. And then does he evolve into more than that? Because I do think he could be a good running. I really love that he finished his college career as the MVP of the Cotton Bowl, ran yeah. for like two hundred yards against USC. Like you know, some guys opt out, some guys do whatever. He finished strong. I, I like that. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I do have questions as to. He looks a little small to me, which he, is weird. He looks way smaller than 5'10", 201. Yes. And, that was and the that first looked, thing I said to myself. Stuck out to me, but, I mean, it's not true. Like, his measurements are his measurements. He is yep. what he is. And I don't really know why he looks small. I'm convinced. I am convinced it is the cameras used for lower-ranked college teams. Because when I watch Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs to me looks bigger than 5'9". He looks like he's six foot, six foot one. But then when I watch Ty J Spears, who's 5'10", bigger than Jameer Gibbs, I feel like I'm watching uh, somebody who is 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, that's interesting. I have no idea whether that's that's possible. No, it is just a working not. theory I have. I mean, it certainly could be, you know, the, the 4K HD used at Alabama is not anywhere near what to let I don't know, but it jumped out for him in particular for me, like he looks smaller. And then immediately when I see that, I just looked at him and I was like, is he just a good college running back? Like you have these yeah. guys, there's going to be a whole group of running backs here and half of them are just really good college running backs who will have a three, two year NFL career, be washed out, go away. We'll never think of them again. Yep. I do think he's a guy that could fall into that category. I'm not hundred percent sold on him. Yeah. Like he's definitely not a between the tackles runner. So he's going to have no. to find his niche in evolve. And I, but I think if, if an NFL team could get their hands on this guy, pack a couple pounds of muscle on him and really get him, moving like i said my pro comp was tony pollard i think that's kind of where it is again not a hall of famer maybe not even an all pro but could end up being a fun explosive running back in the nfl okay now i want to touch on a couple um of guys who the cameras should have been good on them uh yeah. because they're in the sec and i think they are sort of similar in tank bigsby from auburn and kenny yeah. mcintosh from georgia yep. both guys six foot little over 200 pounds Neither had massive production, but you also know when you play at those schools, especially at Georgia, there's a lot of guys ahead of you. It takes a little while for you to sort of carve out your niche um, on the offense, get your opportunities. Both guys ran, so we say sub four five, above four five forties. They're yep. they're on the slower end of running backs, bigger type backs. Four five plus. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't love either. I don't think either has great bursts. I Macintosh showed some ability as a receiver for a bigger back. And I do think maybe that's again, sort of like Spears, that might be his first opportunity is to catch the ball a little bit out of the backfield and then earn mm -hmm. more opportunities. I'm not sure I'm sold. Either of these guys has a very long career. And if they do, I think it might be as a backup. 
Yeah, I agree. It's a goal line power back like Lendale White. Let's get him in the game. Get me a first down. Get him off the field type of deal. I like Bigsby though. I, I thought I think I like Bigsby more than I like McIntosh. Um, I felt like he was better in short yardage situations. Had that kind of power to him. He does run very upright though. He doesn't get low to the ground and really pound. Um, he has decently soft hands. Nothing crazy, but it, it, like they're there. They're available, I guess. Um, <laughs> McIntosh. McIntosh to me feels like a guy that would go fifth, sixth, maybe even undrafted and might be able to sneak onto a team and make a little bit of a name for himself. But again, I don't think either one of these guys are like everyday starters, like massive contributors to an NFL team. Bigsby, if he's lucky, if he's all things go well for him, he has a Jamal Williams season where he has, you know, 12 one yard touchdowns. But like that's best case scenario, in my opinion. Okay, so we need to talk about him. We teased him a little bit earlier. Yes, um, please, let's. Coming off the NCAA tournament, Kansas State is in the news for little guys making big plays, uh, and nobody was littler or made bigger plays than Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State running back. awesome. 5'5". Five, five. Yep, you heard me. 5'5". Five, five. See, if he was the same weight as Emmanuel Forbes, it may, makes sense. 5'5", five, five, 166, but... 61166 doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. 55179 for Vaughn, but also a two-time All-American, also a two-time 1400-yard rusher. Yeah, and he didn't stutter. Huh? I said you didn't stutter. You no. said 1400. 1400. He can catch the football. He had nearly 5000 yards from scrimmage in his K-State career. He is quick. He is Fun to watch. He has the production. I will say he does not have elite speed. He doesn't always break away. Um, some guys, and part of that is he's got little legs that need to move twice as fast as some of these like 6'2 cornerbacks that are chasing him. Yeah, that take these massive strides. But, I mean, I, the comp I saw was J.J. Taylor, old friend J.J. Taylor. How are, hold on, time out. Time out. How are you overlooking the most easy comp in the world? What's that? Kansas State running back about five foot five, five foot six, under 180 pounds. Darren Sproles. Yes, but I'm just telling you what they said. <laughs> I know, but it's just, it's like, it's fun to just think about the fact that, oh my God, this is like literally the reincarnation of Darren Sproles. And their point guard is five foot seven or whatever. I mean, they yeah. five, eight or whatever. Marquise he's Noel. He's awesome not guy. as tall as they say he is. No, so he's not. Why, why did I not go to Kansas State? I would have been like a Heisman candidate because apparently if you go to Kansas State and you're short, you know how to do it. You're a star. Yeah. I, I, and this is like a good Kansas State team too. Like they beat TCU in the uh, uh, in the uh, conference finals. Uh, that that conference, didn't they? I believe conference they did. championship. I yeah, believe I think they did. They did. Uh, and so, like, this was a good K State team, and he was just a massive contributor. I think he finds a way onto an NFL roster. Like God, at the I very least, that. at the very least, athletically, this guy deserves a shot. Uh, he can catch. He catches well. He's quick. Do, will he last a long time like Darren Sproles did? Probably not, just because of the size. It's an outlier in the NFL, and it is what it is. But could he find three, four years of fun, explosive play where he's a punt returner and a third down back for a really good football team? I don't know, like the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. yeah I think I think that would be a ton of fun. Well, see, it's funny because – so in the NFL.com scouting reports that they put together, sometimes they have random quotes at the bottom. They're unattributed. It'll be like NFC scout or whatever. And the quote for him was basically, I love him. I think he can play, but it's going to be a tough sell in my building because his size is his size. And like people basically won't listen once they see five, five on the scouting report. 
Yep. So, but he makes play. I don't know how you can just sneeze at the production and just say 1400 oh, yards, oh. not once, but twice, twice. Like um, that's not a mistake. And I know no. it's not the, the most defense heavy conference in the country. That's fine. Whatever. But he's a good player who put up good numbers at a good school at a high level. And he's fun. I continue to say sometimes just err on the side of fun. Err on the side of like, you're going to like this. It'll be a good story. It'll be a fun summer and preseason at the very least. I also don't, I don't know if you mentioned this one too. His sophomore year, the first time he ran for 1,400 yards, he also had 18 touchdowns. Yeah. Like the guy gets into the end zone too. It's yeah, crazy. This kid, I trust me. If it, I would love if the Patriots drafted a kid like this, I don't know that he'll fit into Matt Groh's, uh athletic parameters because, it, like you said, a lot of NFL teams have certain benchmarks that players have to meet meet when it comes to size and speed and weight. And if they don't, they immediately just cross you off the board without even looking at a second of tape. They'll just cross you off the board, which I don't personally like. But that's just how some NFL teams operate. Uh, I, I just, I hope Deuce Vaughn's on a team. He deserves it because he's a lot of fun. Okay. Two more guys I want to get to before we wrap this up. We don't want to go too long cool. in the running back. I got one so guy I want to get to. Okay. Well, you go first then. All right. Uh, let's get to Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Okay. Uh, 5'9", 207, 5'4", 540. Uh, when I watch him play, he actually looks faster than a 5'4", 540. Um, I don't think he's going to dominate you with power, but he has that knack of getting tacklers to kind of just like slip off of him and fall off of him and you know when you hear Syracuse I don't immediately think you know this isn't the SEC they're not facing insane competition but I, I recommend just going and watching him versus Clemson who we all know is a good football team mm -hmm. he played really well like it, the kid can compete I, you know there's a lot of people that think he hesitates too much behind the line of scrimmage and he's not going to uh, have that kind of be able to run by people the way he did in college at the NFL level. And I think that uh, some of that may be true, but when I watch him play, the kid can catch the football. He has great hands. I thought he had uh, great lateral movement. And again, just has a knack for guys falling off of him. To me, it felt like a bit of a bigger, unpolished version of Austin Eckler, probably what Eckler looked like coming out of college. And so I would take a shot on a guy like Sean Tucker in the fourth or fifth round. Okay, the two guys I want to bring up real quick, uh, Kendra Miller from TCU, who yep. actually, um, there was a video out today, he's dealing with an MCL injury that's limiting his workouts leading up to the draft, but he was squatting and he's coming back from that. Patriots apparently um, have met with him, and he's a guy 5'11", 215. Um, I don't love him. He had a breakout year last year, uh, 1,300 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. Obviously, TCU was very good. Um, the overall offense was very good. Um, and I know our own Kyrie Thompson in that, when that video was making the rounds, like he was all excited. He loves Miller thinks, you know, he could be immediately the second best back in new England. Um, I'm not as high on him. I think he's sort of average all around. I think he could fall into the college running back category yeah. here. I don't want to, again, I don't want to be disrespectful to nearly 1400 yards rushing and 17 touchdowns and 6.7 yards per carry for his career. But when I watch it, I don't go, oh, that guy's going to replicate that on an NFL field. Oh, that guy's going to do that against NFL speed, NFL size. So Miller's a guy I'm not as high on. I'm totally with you. And there is no receiving upside, I don't think, nope. to Keandre Miller at all. Nope. Like none. Um, so, again, you're looking at a guy who's sp specifically just a, a running back, a between-the-tackles kind of running back. Uh, may he, I, He's a 
late change of pace guy, like a third running back on, on the roster type of deal. I don't think he's better than James Robinson. If you draft him in new England, I don't think he's worth a pick for new England. I just don't think they need that style. You have Pierre strong and Kevin Harris already on your roster on top of having Ramondre and James Robinson. I don't think adding a guy like this adds anything to the new England Patriots personally. So the other guy that I'm more interested in as a okay. late round option, a backup with some special teams ability and some upside Israel, Abanaconda from okay, this is not somebody I watched. Okay, so I, I was not familiar with him. Had 1400 yards last year for Pittsburgh, okay. um, six yards to carry, 20 touchdowns, kickoff return for a touchdown, third team All American for them, uh, 100 yards in nine of their 11 games. I like his acceleration, I like his speed. Um, he's kind of a straight line guy. He's kind mm -hmm. of a one cut, hit it and get it kind of guy. Yep. Um, but when you blend in the the special teams ability, the kickoff return ability, um, I think he's an interesting guy. I think he's a guy that could be probably an NFL backup, but you know, uh -huh. depth charts have three or four spots for a reason. Special teamers get contracts. Look at what right. the Patriots gave up. Right. So um, he's a guy that not having much background on, and just interestingly, his dad is from Nigeria. So he, uh, the name I'm probably jumps out to people, but that is definitely an African name. And, you know, he's okay. a second generation, um, but he, he looks like a guy that, again, that has a little upside might be a late round option. So Chris Scheim, who is going to be on the Patriots? That is a running back that is in this draft class. Uh, the guy I want the Patriots to draft. I, I want them to draft Deuce Vaughn. Let's be honest. <laughs> I want the Patriots to take Deuce Vaughn. Uh, if they take a guy. I'll say Ty J Spears. Like I, I think Spears is worth it. Like I, I just think athletically he's fantastic. I think he adds a different element than what Ramondre Stevenson would give you. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly how well James Robinson will turn out. He's had some success before. I don't know exactly what he'd be here. Ty J learning from a guy like Ty Montgomery and playing behind Ramage Ramondre, I think would be great for him. I'll go Ty J Spears. I'm going to go Kenny McIntosh. I think that 4640 diminishes his value. And I think you're talking like a seventh round pick um, for the Patriots, maybe something a real late round pick where they'll maybe try to utilize him in the passing game, develop him into something there. Because um, otherwise, I just don't think they're going to target this really. I mean, when we have to blend in the fact that, yes, they have 11 picks, they have the major needs, and then they have like, could they draft a punter? Could they draft a kicker? And if you start oh, taking those in the fifth round, all of a sudden running back is more of a luxury than anything else. So yeah. I'll say Kenny McIntosh with a late round pick. All right. Fair enough. So that is the six rings and prospect things breakdown of the running back position. We're both kind of giddy about Bijan Robinson out of Texas, future NFL star. I don't know how many other stars there will be in this draft class, but there are a handful of guys that will certainly be good, productive NFL running backs that you will like on your real football teams and probably somewhere along the way on your fantasy football teams or at least daily fantasy football teams in the future. In the future, we will be back to do another Six Rings and Prospect Things podcast on, I'm going to say, tight ends, an interesting position of depth in the 2023 NFL draft, a position of need for the Patriots moving forward at the very least, if not so for this year with Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. So come back later next, uh, actually after the weekend for another Six Rings and Prospect Things. For now, the running back position is covered by me. Jumbo Andy Hart, and he is Chris Shime Time Shime. Peace out. See ya.